Salutations and welcome to the Fairy Ring Podcast. I am your host and cosmic friend, Michelle Lark. The Fairy Ring is an experimental digital fairy portal that explores the universe through myth, meditation, and magic. This is the podcast for you if your creativity is your spirituality, if your free will speaks to you through curiosity and deep down you truly believe that fairies exist, mythology, folklore, theology, the natural world, poetry, storytelling, the mind's eye, astronomy, mysticism, all things beautifully bizarre can be found in this portal. Today I wanted to bring some divination onto the podcast with some fairy blessings and maybe some tarot and oracle and runes. Um, Divination is one of my favorite art forms. I really loved creating the Celtic tree astrology episode on the podcast. And I've been thinking about how I could translate kind of a pick a card situation into an audio space. Um, So I want to cast a fairy ring or bring you into this meditative story place that we visit in the podcast often. And in this space, you will choose between one of three fairy objects. And with the object that you choose within your mind's eye, you will go to the show notes where there will be a correlating timestamp with the object that you choose. You'll press that timestamp. It'll skip you forward to the place in your audio where your reading begins and will begin with a fairy blessing from fairy blessing cards from the deck by Lucy Cadavish, Cavendish, might be saying her last name wrong, but I also want to pull some tarot cards, maybe some oracle, yeah, some oracle, and a rune, and if you're not familiar with pick-a-card tarot readings, um, fairly popular uh, on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and what have you, But basically, uh, it'll be like four groups that have been channeled by the reader and you'll have like four crystals or four random objects or whatever to choose from. And then you just basically go to the object of your intuition and then you'll have a general reading that may resonate with you and with other people because you're kind of pulling into a more specific collective reading so like that but within um the audio space of a podcast so again we'll go down for kind of a brief ish meditation fairy ring story you will choose the fairy object in your mind's eye that calls out to you the most and then once the meditation has closed you have your object then you will go to the show notes you will pick the correlating timestamp obviously please don't do this while you're driving and then it'll skip you forward to the message that is meant for you i hope this integrates well and that you enjoy your meditative fairy blessing personal reading experience so find a place that you can chill relax let go take a deep breath in Sigh it out. I hope you enjoy the episode. It is the season of cicadas. They sing their steady bass while low thunder rolls across the sky. There is a long country road ahead of you. It winds downhill, lined on either side by an ocean of farmland, neat rows of corn husk, sunflowers, and wheat. The day is hot, 
and overcast. Summer has finally come, and the promise of a relieving rain is welcome as you begin your journey. You take your time, walking forward as you trail your fingers along the wheat. Mile drops of rain cool your skin and dampen the stones of the path. As the rain falls away from you, so does your human memory, making you unsure of where you came from and where it was you were going. It feels unnecessary to carry this when you are fully present with nature in this way. You continue to walk on this path until a small sparrow flies onto the arm of an old scarecrow. It tilts its head slowly from right to left, right to left, right to left, and then stares at you for an extended minute before flying off to an abandoned barn just off the path. You follow, feeling lured. As you approach a barn with red peeling paint, the scent of wild blackberries and honeysuckle pulls you in deeper. They grow in untamed bushes in front of the barn. And you pull off a blackberry as you walk inside. It is sweet with the perfect touch of bitterness that makes the sweetness stand out even more. The smell of old hay and damp wood mixes with the fragrance of honeysuckle and blackberry, and the sparrow sings a sweet song in one of the forgotten stalls. Light comes through the barn window, lighting the dust motes and you walk through the light to follow the sparrow's song. When you look into the stall, there is a hay bale. Lying on top are three objects. Light reflects off them, but as you step closer, you are sure the light is coming from inside the objects as well. The sparrow comes to rest on your shoulder and continues its sweet song, and by this point, you both are old friends. The sparrow speaks within your mind and tells you of the three objects. You pick up the first object on the far left of the hay bale. It is a small gray stone with a perfect hole cut through the center. The sparrow explains Good luck can pass through, but evil gets stuck in the middle, and if fairy sight is what you desire, look through the center and you will admire. You take the hagstone to your right eye to look at the sparrow, and you can see its otherness shining through it. You smile and place the hagstone down, picking up the middle object. It is a small dish of water that turns into a pane of glass in your hand that is as cold as ice and reflects the barn like the clearest stream. The sparrow explains, a mirror that is water and water that reflects what you wish to see in the mirror is what you will connect. In the mirror, the barn begins to mend itself, horses and goats begin to feel the barn inside of its reflection. You smile as you place the pane of glass back onto the hay bale, noticing that the barn returns to its dilapidated state. You pick up the third object to the right, a small white wishbone with a strange tinge of purple through the center. The sparrow explains for the last time. 
a wishbone of an animal you will not find here, but break it between you and yourself, for it breaks a curse you've held and grants a deep wish, there a sweet release within its parallel. You place the wishbone back into its spot and watch the sparrow fly midair as it instructs, choose one of the fortune three and follow me for I have messages to reveal. Choose what is right or left for you. Come into the ring of your own free will. With that, the sparrow flies into a circle of mushrooms on the barn floor that had not been there before. And you are left to choose one of the three objects, the hagstone, the looking glass, or the wishbone. Take a moment to select your object. And when you are ready, follow the sparrow into the fairy ring where you dissolve into light and the smell of wild blackberry and honeysuckle. I hope you enjoyed this fairy ring narrative meditation and now that you have your object chosen within your mind's eye go ahead and go to the show notes and choose the correlating timestamp it is okay if you are drawn to more than one object that just means that more than one message is meant for you within this audio space it's okay if you want to listen to the full track or you want to skip to your channeled message i'll see you there so if you chose the hagstone this is your reading Hagstones are used as kind of protection talisman um, against negative energies, but they're stones with naturally occurring um, holes in the center of them. And the myth is, is that if you look through the center, that you can see past fairy glamours or into the fairy realm or witches or any kind of supernatural force. So. They're very cool, but sometimes they're strung together kind of like a necklace or a bead and a necklace or a bead, uh, beads on a necklace and put in front of doors or archways as protection charms. So if you chose the Hagstone, you may be feeling in need to get your defenses up, to see past pretense, to protect yourself in some way. But the good thing is that the fairy blessing that you received is a blessing of healing, a fairy blessing of healing, which is number 36 within the oracle deck of the fairy blessing cards. And so I'll go ahead and read that to you. Card 36, a blessing of healing. The fairy gift of situation or condition being healed in a beautiful way to you now is offered the immense fairy gift of healing. Fairies heal. They tend to and care for the wounded parts of human hearts, bodies, and minds. They care for animals who are unwell and delicate. They tend to the plant world and the allies of the elemental realm. Fairies and their gift of healing is yours now. Bring to them your hurts, concerns, and sorrows. They will help heal you by sending you sweet, intense charges of energy. They will heal you by bringing you the plants and the animals and the natural spaces and places that can bring you to a better state. There is no obligation with this energy. It is pure and safe and fresh as spring water or wild strawberries. Let their light now shine upon you and move you in whatever part of you needs the most comfort and strength. Let old hurts or pains and challenges be offered, the gift of fairy help and healing. Let whatever load that you have been carried be lightened by their touch. 
Let there be harmony within your form, within your form. Let the healing energy that moves all through the natural world and concentrated in abundance within the fairies and their medicine move to you, through you, leaving you relieved, soothed, healed, and replenished. Let hurts fade away and let hope and healing rise again. The fairies are there to assist you, friend. Let the fairy gift of healing be yours this day. Yeah, very beautiful. Let's go! So you have three tarot cards. Each group, I went ahead and drew one oracle card, one fairy blessing, one rune, three tarot cards. So the three tarot cards that you got are two of arrows, six of arrows, and ten of stones. These tarot cards are from the Wildwood Tarot deck by Mark Ryan and John Matthews. So with the two of arrows and injustice, starting out your tarot reading. Um, this is showing that you may have received false information or a false promise, a false start. Something unfair happened. The scales aren't even. In a place where truth should have prevailed, what right should have prevailed, didn't. Um, something unjust happened making you feel blindsided, making you want to retreat, and making you untrusting of your surroundings, perhaps. Following that, we have the Six of Arrows, which is transition, showing that you're in this place of while you did suffer a wound that may have felt unfair, um, the sub, some subconscious part of you has probably processed it, has accepted that, no, it wasn't right, but what happened, happened. Life has to continue. Life has to move on. So we're in this place of transition, of going towards calmer waters. And then we get to this beautiful place of Ten of Stones home, which is Ten of Pentacles in traditional tarot, which is kind of about hearth. It can be about family. It can be about union, it can be about celebration, it can be about really good finances, comfort, having a time of ease, um, of healing, of sanctuary, but there's a significant, I think, crossroads of leaving certain people, places, things behind, of saying they can't come with you. Um, on this other side of the river. They have to stay on that side of the river. You have learned from this lesson. You have accepted it. You have instilled this wisdom within you. But I also think there is a part of you that has learned that I'm not going to put myself in that position again. So with this wisdom, it is really fantastic because it's made you stronger but not necessarily bitter. Instead, we're turning this into something profitable, but also protective. I also think that you went through this situation because you are meant to lean into some kind of leadership, perhaps activism. So it is possible that a situation manifested itself within your human experience so that you could turn that lesson into healing and to teaching and a way to show others how to protect themselves. Um, the Ten of Stones home is also saying like maybe this is time to create home or create sanctuary for people who are in unjust situations. Um, and this doesn't necessarily have to be a physical space. Sometimes we provide sanctuary through our actions, through the content we create, through the friendship we offer to the world. All those things can be sanctuary. There is a bit of a hidden quality or cloaked quality within this reading suggesting that this wound did make you want to hide, to want to self-preserve. So it almost feels like we're in 
a, a healing place of where we're having to offer ourselves that help and that sanctuary and that support first, fill up our own cup before we um, emerge back out into the world with these new lessons and offer that to friends, family, community, whatever. Um, but maybe it is good to have a tentative timeline of I don't need to stay in my hermit shell forever. I don't need to stay in this place forever. It can be small steps, but that could mean a lot of things. That could mean standing up for yourself and having a hard conversation. That could mean trusting someone new, even if someone old broke that trust. It could mean putting yourself out there uh, creatively or whatever, even if you felt dejected in some way. There's a lot of ways that this can work. And so for your rune, you have Thurisaz, which looks like a thorn. Sometimes it's called the thorn or the hammer of Thor, which is the thunder god in Norse mythology. And I'm going to read the definition of this rune from the book A Little Bit of Runes by Cassandra Eason. So strengths with this symbol, side up, which you got side up, is passion, protection, overcoming challenges of hostility or bullying, potency, successfully challenging an outmoded or corrupt status quo. So this goes really perfectly with how your reading has gone so far. So when Thu Rissaz appears in a reading, it says that we should deal with each irritation and injustice as it comes, calmly and firmly. This is better than allowing bullies to remain unchallenged or letting resentment fester until we respond in a totally inappropriate way or turn our unexpressed anger in on ourselves. Beware also of hidden spite or barbs towards you, which can be expressed in the blank side of the room. You didn't get it blank side, but also if the blank side appears, don't be afraid to show your true self and risk rejection. So perfect. I love this. So we're have <laughs> so so far we have this blessing of healing. We went through this injustice, but we're transitioning into finding our own sanctuary. We're getting this thorn, metaphorical thorn, out of your side, and we are standing up to bullies without becoming one ourselves. So really empowering, really beautiful. So closing your reading, you have from, where did it go? Aha. Um, from the Black Moon Astrology Cards by Susan Shepard. You got 10th house, the world, which, real quick, the world in tarot is the last card of the Major Arcana, which shows the completion of a chapter, which shows something closing, which is telling me that you've come full circle in some kind of karmic lesson. You have learned, but you're not going to repeat a pattern. You're breaking a cycle and you're starting something new. So let's see what it says in the book. And again, this is from Black Moon Astrology Cards by Susan Shepard. This deck was given to me by one of my clients named Amber, which I really appreciate her. So if you're listening to this, Amber, thank you. Um, so fame and the world at large in astrology, the 10th house, which is at the top of the zodiac, embodies the masculine principle and represents the father, our primary male influence, or at least a very powerful, influential man. It can represent the man in a woman's life. Because the 10th house opposes the 4th house, it can sometimes represent the woman or the mother in your life, but mostly the 10th house stands for reputation and standing. I also want to note real quick, um, because these are pretty... Um, the descriptions seem pretty tight gender roles. I think gender is, well, a lot of readers, most readers, I would say, um, gender is extremely fluid in readings. We all have masculine and feminine energy, and how we choose to express that is a completely personal, beautiful experience. So even if you're hearing masculine principle, man, 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 father, mother, take it loosely. 
It can come in many forms and also can just represent an archetype. Um, so this is an ambitious card. It's about owning the world and being on top of the world. It is the ultimate card to have when you need to be confident in what you're doing and to go for what you want and nothing less. Because the 10th house is the house of Capricorn, it indicates that you are about to put forth a diligent and concentrated effort. The climb and the advancement of your reputation is what the 10th house card means when it turns up in a spread. It also suggests looking at everything as the big picture. Since the 10th house is ruled by Saturn, being required to tell the truth or to be honest, to have a great bearing, will have a great bearing on how you advance to your goals. People will discuss what you're doing, what you have started, and what you are about to make. You may, be, you may be contacted by the media, become recognized, or at least you will be seen, or at least you will be seen for your efforts in some public forum. The matter at hand may have something to do with governments, traveling to other lands, or encounter, encountering foreigners. Or it could be just that your ambitions are about to gain momentum. Layers of illusion will be removed, your essential self disclosed. This could be in relation to the public or a possible love interest. If a love interest, they could be older or more established, or they will work beside you in meeting your goals. If this card comes up, it sometimes means playing along with the status quo to get ahead. It could be paying your dues, grabbing what you can, and taking advantage of a situation. This card suggests how high you can go in this lifetime, or at least concerning the issue at hand. Since it symbolizes the world, it represents the earth, so working with the land or acquiring land is something that may come into play, and can therefore denote growth, crops, plants, farmers, and farming. Since Saturn plays in, this card can represent a reaper, such as you reap what you sow. So with the 10th house card, you, give, you get back what you give. In essence, though, this is the primary card of fame and infamy, your legacy, and what you will become known for. It is the house of success and failure, and this card will tell you what will likely come about depending on your surrounding cards and upon the energies that surround you at the current time. Truth and honesty will decide this matter. The universe is supporting you now. Um, and I do want to say that I my style of reading tarot cards is I shuffle decks and I let cards fall out on their own. So these cards fell out on their own for you, for this group, since this is for more than one person. It's for anyone who chooses this message. It came together in a really beautiful theme. There's a collective consciousness, energies work together, um, you are a part of the cosmos, so it makes sense. If, if the world, if the cosmos wants to speak to you, it's going to speak to you. It can speak to you through people. It can speak to you through the internet. It can speak to you through animals. It can speak to you through angel numbers, um, through anything if you're open to it. So this is telling me that you went through a karmic cycle. You went through an injustice. You went through something false, but it is important that you don't become that. It is really important that you turn this around into something where you're representing truth where you're representing something that is right, where you are standing in your light and you're not standing in your fear. I think this was a really beautiful reading. I also want to say that if you want to see a photo of your spread, I will be creating an Instagram post with all three um, tarot spreads, <laughs> um, fairy blessings on the Instagram, which is just the fairy ring podcast. I also want to say that my domain for the website where you can listen to all episodes of the Fairy Ring podcast has been changed. It's no longer enterthefairyring.com, but just thefairyringpodcast.com. So if you go to www.thefairyringpodcast.com, you will have access to all episodes of the podcast for free. Thank you for listening. I'll see you soon. So if you chose the looking glass, this is your reading. 
the fairy blessing that you received from fairy blessing cards by Lucy Kandavish is the blessing of belief and I'm going to just read this from the guidebook which is card 35 the fairy gift of restoring and strengthening your faith in the fairy your belief in the fairy may have wavered at times as the human world invades your own enchanted space this blessing brings to you the belief that will help you through your days the unshakable conviction that you have allies and friends in other realms that they will be with you assist you dance with you appreciate you the gift of belief restores to you a lost piece of the soul for when we lose our belief a part of ourselves can fade and dim becoming quietly sorrowful lessening the brightness of our days so with this gift is returned to you belief a sense that you and the fairies are intertwined, one with the other, and your soul grows and becomes ripe again with belief. Let there be a sureness in you, a quiet and loving conviction, that there are indeed fairies, that you are a part of that world, and that the natural world is the holiest place that we have been given. Despair shall lift, doubt will vanish, and you will return to the faith that will brighten this day and every day to come. Believe, fairy friend, for they believe in you. The gift of faith, of belief, is yours now. And fairy can be changed into belief in the other, belief in God, belief in goddess, belief in universe, angels, what have you. A belief is being restored. And for your tarot cards, which is from the Wildwood Tarot by Mark Ryan and John Matthews, you have the Knight of Arrows, the Hawk, the Knight of Stones, Tradition, and Seven of Stones, Healing. So the Knight of Arrows is making you think that you have been closely observed, and with the Nine of Stones tradition possibly being closely observed by community, culture, family that may not have allowed you or may not make you feel like you can come into your own belief system, your own kind of independence, or they are watching you closely to make sure that you get into a calculated belief or calculated independence, which may not be um, natural or what you truly desire. We crave different kinds of autonomy sometimes. So with the Seven of Stones healing, it almost seems like we are breaking tradition to create new tradition, that we have also been observing those who have been observing us, and seeing the ways that we want to create our own authority and use our own autonomy within our surroundings. But also going back to our roots, what we've been brought up with, with our culture, our bloodline, our ancestors, that all seems to be prominent in this reading, and creating our own relationship with that, which may be different than what we've been shown. It may even be more powerful because we're coming back to those beliefs within our own terms. So it's making you think these cards, these tarot cards with your fairy blessing, a blessing of belief is that maybe there's been some kind of departure. Um, we've left, we've left something of our past to create our own belief system, but maybe that has created a lack of faith or created a sense of depression or isolation because we are disconnected from that root system. So instead, it's about integrating ourselves back into a belief that feels good, that makes us feel connected. I'm getting a lot of ancestral healing, a lot of root healing within this spread. I believe that you are coming into a time where you are getting very clear about your own thoughts and opinions about things and also being accompanied with very clear communication about that, knowing how to talk over your beliefs with sincerity and integrity. I'm sensing there's an amount of sacrifice that has come with you getting to this point, and that takes something out of you. 
there's an emotional wound that has led you to this point of sacrifice. You've had to let go of something in order to find your own sense of identity. That is a lot of energy. That's a lot of output. So it's really important that you take time for that Seven of Stones healing to rest and rejuvenate. That's also part of the process. This whole, this whole process can be an internal journey. It can be shadow work or it can be representing an external experience. But take time to heal your emotional wounds without becoming associated with that pain, without it becoming a part of your identity. Instead, it's becoming a part of your larger story. It's a part of that um, larger fabric of who you are becoming. Um, this is a time for self Forgiveness, that's that's a huge message, huge message coming through for you. Self-forgiveness, um, the fact that you've earned your own respect, so give yourself that respect. You've earned your own loyalty, so be loyal to yourself. You have earned your love, and you never had to earn it. It was already there, but sometimes I think we, we do have to, or we make ourselves think that we have to earn our own love. Anyways, you did that process, so give it to yourself freely. This is a time to release and for forward momentum. You've also gained considerable skill, so you're able to create new traditions at this time. That's a very solid framework, so be mindful of the foundations you lay because it may not just exist within your lifetime. You may be paying forward for many lifetimes, many generations to come, so observe yourself with that again that kindness and that forgiveness honoring the sacrifices that you have made the sacrifices of others that have supported you along this journey and lay foundations that you would want others to observe and take away those lessons of self-respect loyalty trust love and being able to impart that upon their community as well and for your rune, you got Lagos, which makes the L as in lake. It stands for water, the sea, the unconscious mind, reflection. So again, this whole reading can be talking about an internal experience. I'm going to read the definition of this rune from the book A Little Bit of Runes by Cassandra Eason, which you got this as symbol side up. Strengths, which is taking a chance for great happiness beyond the comfort zone without guarantees of success. Major life changes, flowing through the flow of life, unexpected opportunity, trusting unconscious wisdom and intuition. Taking a step into the unknown. Adventurous vacations or a job involving a lot of travel. Psychic powers, imaginative ventures and following your heart and not your head. So when this appears in a reading, you may be contemplating a total lifestyle change or launching a major venture through a time and circumstances. May Though the time and circumstances may not quite be what you wanted, you may have to leave behind certainty in order to reach your dream. Trust your intuition to guide you, improvising and adapting as you go, for this time may never come again. And what we regret most is that we never tried. It may be time to try something totally out of your character or to speak the truth and take a chance emotionally, especially if you've been hurt in the past. What's really interesting is that you also got the oracle card from the Black Moon astrology cards, uh, the water element, sensing. So there is a theme of water of the unconscious mind. You may be a water sign or be really um, drawn to the water as a source of healing. This may be a good time for you to visit a water source close by you or take a really nice salt bath just to kind of clear your energy. But this is about trusting your intuition, which can be really hard if your belief is to, the belief that was instilled into you was to give that power away and then now maybe you're coming back to a belief system of no i need to trust my inner being no i need to trust my inner self that is a higher power that is my link to 
infinite intelligence and whatnot, which your inner being has been observing you this whole time, has been here supporting you, guiding you this whole time. Maybe now you're just now feeling that communion or a renewed sense of connection with that inner self. I want to dip <laughs> into the water of your last oracle card, which is number 40 in the deck, Black Moon Astrology Cards by Susan Shepard, which is the water element sensing. So this starts off with a quote, your intellect may confuse, but your emotions will never lie to you. Robert Ebert, or gosh, Roger Ebert. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, feelings are just information. So when we repress our feelings, we're repressing a natural flow of information that the universe is giving to us. So trust your feelings, especially at this time. So the oracle message is as such, let matters flow. In astrology, the element of water represents our emotions and the talents of the imagination. Water characterizes the realm of vision, taking us to quintessential depths of feeling where intuition is more appropriate than acquired wisdom and knowledge. We get carried away on water. We have feelings of floating or being adrift over water. When looking at the shimmering surfaces of water, we cannot see the bottom but we know and sense what is there. Deep things too obtuse and transitory transitory to explain fathoms of moods and insight. Water is the element of the signs of Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. The planets of water are Moon, Pluto, and Neptune. When the water element card presents itself in a spread, you can trust what you feel is the best course to follow. What you are sensing right now may not be based on any logic. It's just what you are sensing is correct. Right now, it is best to go with the flow, and depending upon the cards surrounding it, to trust that movement, although these changes may be gentle and gradual. Sometimes the water element card indicates a need to withdraw and fight another day. It is time to gather resources and gain strength before moving ahead. This can at times indicate trusting too soon, or the passive acceptance of other people's shortcomings when you shouldn't accept them. You may have a tendency to want to allow things to pass by without fighting for them, to let go of something that is rightfully yours. Water is the element of compassion and understanding, but avoid being a doormat. It is possible people or forces may take advantage of your benign and accepting nature. This is a good time to imagine, write, paint, play, or create anything since water is the element of imagination. It is the ability to quiet your conscious mind and allow yourself to be taken over by an idea or a dream. Water is painting, poetry, and music. This card represents being connected to the flow of all things. It is the ability to keep a secret or to work alone in privacy. It is best not to allow people or circumstances not to pin you down or hem you in. Frankly, you now have the ability to flow or drift out of any situation in the way that water is able to move around obstacles very easily and gently. Currently, you may have the feeling of flowing, floating, or being adrift. In a sense, it is a type of surrender. Maybe it is the surrender to a dream. At present, you may have little energy and want to withdraw. You are, in fact, doing a lot of inner processing, which will take you where you want to go. There are deeper levels working and developing inside you, but the work is not seen on the outside. Expect a pause, but forward motion soon. Look inward. Don't worry about the drama that surrounds you. Avoid the commotion. Sit still, float, and trust your inner, into your inner wisdom. It will not steer you wrong. So yeah, it's kind of coming back to what we were talking about earlier in your reading is that after this period of sacrifice or honoring at least where you came from of your roots um, renegotiating your instilled belief system it's time to rest to retreat you may have to renegotiate your boundaries um, fight for what is yours but also know when it is time to rest heal and recharge if you want to see a photo of your spread I will have that 
on the podcast Instagram, which is just the Fairy Ring Podcast on Insta. Um, I also want to note that all episodes of the Fairy Ring Podcast are available for free. However, the domain has changed from Enter the Fairy Ring to just www.thefairyringpodcast.com. I think this was a really lovely reading. Um, It seems like your intuitive abilities, your psychic abilities are getting a boost. So trust your feelings. They're just information. Good luck and I will see you soon. Take care. So if you chose the wishbone as the object, your blessing from the Fairy Blessing Cards by Lucy Cavendish is the blessing of the green, which is card 17. And I'm going to read that from the book for you. The fairy gift of green energy of the fairies so that your own fairy blood is summoned and stirred. The green is the flowing, life-bringing energy of the forested world of the ancient ones and their loving kinship with the land. If you are blessed with the green, you are too taken into the memories of the world so that you understand that you are a part of her and that a blessed life is about coming into relationship with the green energy that flows all about us when we connect to the realm of fairy. It is said that those beloved of the fae have green auric fields, wear green or have green eyes that they too have this gift of the green, that they are children of the fairies as much as they are humans. You have received this blessing so that your own fairy energy, which lies within you, can be stirred and summoned to rise to expression, so that you can come back to a sense of being akin to the fairies and an ally of the natural world. When this blessing comes to you, wear green, encourage the growth of plants, care for animals, and tend to the flowers. Consider making a simple offering to the Fae, and your blessing will be threefold. So with that blessing, it's definitely letting me know that this is a time for you to be communing with nature, nature walks, planting a garden, tending to plants, bringing plants inside of the home. Um, It's spring, we're going into summer, so perfect time to be doing such a thing. You received three tarot cards, the mirror, the pole star, and the world tree, which is from the deck The Wildwood Tarot by Mark Ryan and John Matthews. So I will say that all three of these cards are major arcana, which is letting me know that out of all of the three objects, groups, This group seems to be going through the most significant soul change, which is probably manifesting in your external reality. So you will probably be noticing the most cosmic type of shifts. So with the mirror, it's definitely telling me that you have gone through a dark night of the soul. You may be coming on the tail end of a completion of a lot of looking inward, a lot of surrender. Um, you may be really feeling very activated in your dream state, in your meditations. This may be a time where you are more open to the concept of astral travel, of dreamscapes, of meeting yourself in that way, especially followed by the pole star, which is a lot about connecting to collective consciousness, trusting a higher power, feeling really connected, really guided to go forward onto a journey of universal connection. This is a significant change, a significant shift. You may have really felt like an old self has shed. You have gone through a very significant ego death. It's very important that you're very patient during this process, these really big, big kind of lifestyle changes or changes of self, your sense of perception of the world, that doesn't just happen overnight. This can happen for, this can take years. So you may be coming out of uh, years long of a period of, I don't think I said that correctly, but you could be going through a long period 
just getting out of it of a hard time, of, of a struggle, of where you really felt tested, but you you persevered. You persevered, is that right? Preserve? Persevered? You yeah, you 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 made it. <laughs> Good job. You've 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 acquired some success. You can look back and see that in a way that you've had some kind of protection this whole time. Dark night of the souls, they're meant to test our spirit, our human resolve. Um, it's a tough teacher, but it tends to shake out of us what we need for our destiny, which we'll get to it, but that's the other oracle card that you pulled was destiny number 48. So then we go from the mirror to the pole star to the world tree, which is the last card of the major arcana journey. It's where the fool ends their journey. This is the world tree is also where the god Odin sacrificed himself unto himself to get the knowledge of the runes and of their magic so it's definitely again it's it's shedding you may have felt like you you may feel like you have let go of a past version of yourself you've had to release that you may feel like a very new version so again be patient you don't have to know all of yourself today um it can unfold slowly there is a not a pressure but an urgency to honor your dream space to really honor your meditative space and your astral consciousness um i think it's really important for you to meditate within nature also i want to say that the blessing of the green is card number 17 and the star card in tarot is also number 17 as well so there's a bit of a correlation of angel numbers also i am recording this on may 17th so 17 17 17 if you want to look that up that angel number may be significant to you um the world tree is also saying that you have received so much guidance there is the end of a journey but that a new journey is about to begin it's also the tree of life and death so again a very significant ego death here but we needed this ego death to feel more connected to the world to feel more connected to again universal consciousness to the cosmos and to nature, which you are supposed to be feeling really aligned with at this time. The trees, the leaves, the spirits of the wood are really wanting to commune with you, share that sacred knowledge where we aren't so separate. We're made from the same material as the world just because we separate ourselves with stone and plastic and metal. It doesn't mean we're not creatures of nature. So of course it can speak to us, it can heal us. So there is a time of surrender. You are being connected back to your original source energy and a natural balance is being restored. It's also saying that this journey, even though it may have been laborious in some way, there's a natural reward that comes with this. So you should be expecting a time of natural harvest and feeling more abundant than maybe you have in previous years. So I want to transition to the rune that you received. So you received Gabo, which looks like an X. It's rune number seven. So, okay, okay. so a lot of, so seven, 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 17, 17. Not everybody likes angel numbers. I love angel numbers, but anyways. I'm going to read the definition of this rune from a little bit of runes by Cassandra Easton. Not, she doesn't have a T in her last name. Eason. Cassandra Eason. Strengths, symbol side up. Joy in relationships, especially concerning fidelity or commitment issues. Marriage, generosity, all matters relating to fair exchange, including contracts. An unexpected blessing or bonus in your life. A birth. 
So it doesn't always have to mean literal birth, although it can. It can mean birth of creation, so a new business idea, a new creative prospect. So Gebo is the rune of generosity, not only in material terms, but also in time and resources, sharing information, and successful group projects or family enterprises. It is the rune of emotional and sexual commitment, happy marriage, fidelity, growing joy in existing relationships, happy family gatherings and celebrations, seeking and receiving mutual respect in all our interactions, and the growth of trust. A lucky time for receiving unexpected financial bonuses, rebates, gifts, and inheritance for happy reasons. So when Gabo, so when Gabo appears in a reading, if you are naturally generous, Gabo reminds us this may be a time to ask for help from others if you are feeling overburdened. It may be important to allow others to give to us as we can sometimes create resentment if we do not graciously accept the gifts and contributions of others. So side note real quick, we are creatures that are meant for even energy exchange, meaning that we are meant to give, but we are also meant to receive. It can create a um, an uneven balance in our energy if we are giving too much or if we are taking too much. So um, also that is kind of referring back to the world tree, the restoring natural order of life and death of we are giving, but we are also receiving. So, okay, back to the message. When the blank side appears, which did it in your reading, you may love or give too much or be taken for granted, especially with family, friends, colleagues who expect you to do more than your share and constantly asking for help that they never repay. It can also be flipped too of you were a person in the past that asked for too much or you were being asked of for too much. So this could have been more of a past energy, a past element where the scales weren't really even, but now you've gone through the significant change, significant shift to where now you see that this really even balance or har harmony is balance, I guess, can be a little transactional or sterile. It's more of like an energy because sometimes, you know, you are in times where you in a season of giving or you're in a season of receiving. It doesn't always need to be tick for tack, tick for tack. It's just more, I think about a harmony. It's like, if you feel a need to give, give with a gracious heart. But if that's not available, it's not available. You don't have to force yourself to give when your cup is empty. That's not necessarily what it's saying. It's more of giving from a place of abundance, giving from a place of love, and then receiving, receiving that back with a grateful heart when people are giving to you from a place of love and from a place of abundance. And so the last card in your reading is from Black Moon Astrology Cards by Susan Shepard, number 48, which is Yod, Destiny. So this card is really cool. It starts off with a quote, a person often meets his destiny or her or their destiny on the road he took to avoid it. The ancients believed that the Yod was an area of fate in the chart and not particularly a favorable one. Also called the eye of God or the finger of God, the Yod is a particular astrological configuration in a chart. It is a triangle formed by two planets 60 degrees apart, while both are 150 degrees from a third planet. This creates a thin pie-shaped aspect. The Yod configuration is linked to the Hebrew alphabet. Yod or Yud is the tenth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which has a mystical implications signifying the omnipresence of God and often denoting humility because the energy is locked in the triangular configuration, causing matters to be fated and often difficult, but not without their rewards. Yod configuration is influential and implies that there is, dis there is a disruptive force at work. In a sense, this astrological placement of planets is somewhat in exile from the other planetary energies because they are not harmonious. <laughs> 
I just said this word. Why did I trip over it? Harmonious with each other and therefore cause tension. This can bring about feelings of intense stress or restriction. There can also be a sense of being different, feeling alone, and being out of step with others at times. A yod and a natural chart can even indicate being the black sheep of the family. When the yod card, when the yod card presents itself in a reading, it means that a situation may be chaotic or may soon turn that way. It may be hard to see a clear path out of the chaos, but it will be important to weather through it all. This is not always bad because it is a process of finding out what works and what isn't functioning. And now will be the time of scaling things down and weeding things out, which is unnecessary. But before that, this card is about finding your own truth, even though the truth may not be reflected in others. You may wish for more support when this card comes up, and will have to manage this on your own. Another development may turn up, that is, which you will prefer to work out on your own without any interference from others. This card can denote a time of voyage inward, coming to your own truth. There really isn't anyone who will have the tools to figure this out for you more than yourself at this time, so now may not be the best time to take advice from others. Your inner knowing has it already. You just have to take time to process the information and come to your own answers. At times when the Yod card turns up, there will be health issues that need to be dealt with and solved before moving forward. It can be indicative of autoimmune disease, celiac disease, fibromyalgia, thyroid issues, everyday allergies, and other ailments. All those diseases would not be life-threatening. They could be crucible. They could be a crucible. They could be a crucible of sorts, which need a drastic change to be made relief for symptoms to subside more positively. This card means that circumstances are good for achieving your goal, but be prepared for sacrifices on your part. And not just one, but several. It will not be an easy path, but it is a time to expand your focus. You have a desire for a greater awareness, which will come through dedication, but patience and adaptability are necessary in making the situation work to fulfill your greater purpose, the one you were born you, you were born for, the one you were born for. So all that leading up, your destiny. Um, sorry. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I, I honestly am thinking though, it maybe some of you are, are about to enter this process, which... In that case, be patient, be kind to yourself. But I'm getting that the majority of you who felt drawn to the wishbone, which in the wishbone, I traditionally it's just like, you know, you break it apart and the bigger piece gets the wish. I wanted to create my own kind of wishbone, which I can do because I created my own world, um, is that when you break the wishbone in the fairy ring podcast, it basically it's breaking a curse. And it's also granting a deep wish within yourself. And then number 17, the star can is the star. So it can be like, you know, wish upon a star. Um, creating a wish. But I think we do wish to be our best self. And sometimes that means looking at the darkness and embracing that and walking through the darkness, i.e. the dark night of the soul. But because of the world tree, it is making me think that a lot of you have actually gone through the dark night of the soul and now you're in this period of the mirror reflection of looking back and seeing that although you may have come through a, a difficult period of life, it was necessary. It was necessary to hone something. It was necessary to pull these beautiful blessings out of yourself and you can see how all of this darkness can be transmuted into light. So you may feel this really intense connection you didn't feel before and shed this kind of ego, which is opening you up again to this universal connection to the, your dreams, your meditation, your astral self even. So again, it's really important for you to spend time in nature to communicate with the nature spirits that want to help you heal and turn all of this dark night of the soul, all this patience, all of this surrender 
into the journey, into the natural balance, into this rebirth that you are very, very deserving of. If you want to see a photo of your spread, I will post it on Instagram. The Instagram has changed. It's just the Fairy Ring Podcast on Insta. Um, also, I want to say that all episodes of the Fairy Ring are free, but the domain has changed. It's no longer enterthefairyring.com. It's now just www.thefairyringpodcast.com. So thank you so much for listening to your reading. I hope that it helped, and I'll see you soon. Okay, so you wrapped that up. That was really fun. I really enjoyed making that. I've been wanting to do something like this or incorporate um, my tarot and oracle and whatnot on the fairy ring. I just kind of, you know, you hit creative blocks and you're kind of like, oh, um, do I? Oh, but I, I think this went well. I really enjoyed it. I liked being able to choose the objects in the meditation and then it leading to this. So I think um, I would like to repeat this process. If you're more interested in my work um, with tarot and stuff, the Fairy Ring does have a sister podcast called Moonlark Mystic. Um, Moonlark, M-O-O-N-L-A-R-K, Mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-C. Um, I'll put the link to that in the show notes, but Moonlark Mystic is more um, just different guided meditations, but also creating tarot resources. I have a series called Teach Me Tarot, um, where I just kind of, you know, go card by card if you're interested in learning how to give readings on your own to yourself. Um, I think it's a tool that can anyone can benefit from. So yeah, anyways, I really loved making this episode. I'm excited to go back and edit it all and get it up on the podcast. And um, so anyways, I appreciate you all sending you love. Um, Yep. All right. I'll see you soon. Take care.